Well, good afternoon and thank you for joining me again for Business, The Law and You. Julian Campbell here and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This one particularly is looking at the best way to solve recurring work problems. We're also going to have our chat with Christina on uh, innovation. We're going to be looking at uh, adding on new products or extra products and services. But right now we're going to uh, have a chat with Warwick Ryan, who is a partner with Hicks and Lawyers and an advisor with the Family Business Australia. We're going to talk about some of the mistakes family businesses make. Good afternoon, Warwick. Good afternoon, Julian. Thank you for joining us. So uh, I suppose the first question we could want to ask is, is what do you see as unique about family businesses? I think probably if I can distill it down to a basic concept. Um, many businesses operate very much in the present, but family businesses, in a fairly unique way, operate with a legacy of the past and, a, uh, I guess, a recognition of the past and almost a debt to the past, mm. um, plus the, the uh, realities of living in the present and, uh, you know, paying the wages at the end of the week and hoping to have a bit more left over. And also, they have a sense of wanting to be around to pass something on to their children. It's one of the great privileges of a family business. In a way, it's a hedge against the uncertainty of the current environment where jobs, people seem to go in and out of jobs and there's job uncertainty. The idea of having a business which can provide employment to your children and, and, and beyond is a uh, you know is a feature of a family business and an often important to people who are um, the drivers or equity holders of, of the family businesses. Mm. So so we talked about employment. What do you see? What are some of the worst mistakes family businesses can make when it comes to employment? Okay, there's a few. Um, I think sometimes they can ignore the difference in or be. Um, I guess, oblivious to the difference in how they treat different people within a workplace. Mm-hmm. And that's and also that they don't set boundaries between what happens at work and what happens outside of work. So that can be very challenging. Um, you've essentially potentially got two very different um, relationship systems running in parallel mm-hmm. within family businesses. And so what they then do is they end up having essentially family disputes in the middle of the office um, or alternately, and I've seen ones where you know divorces have been going on, and husbands and wives have continued to work in the same office, yeah. even where there's been infidelity, and the poor staff have had to put up with that. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, offering roles as a as a kind of a lifeline to struggling family members where they're clearly not competent to fulfil it, that makes it very difficult for everyone involved. Um, overpromising to non-family members about the future and the opportunities in a family company. The reality is in most family companies, it's always going to be a family member who sits at the top. And the final is just a lack of uniformity and accountability within the way they um, set up their systems. So so are there some family businesses which impress you? Uh, Three come to mind. Um, Scenic World. Uh, Scenic World are the um, operators who've just won the bridge climb. Uh, They've been operating the... Uh, seeing rail up at Katoomba for a long, long while. Um, 
some years ago, they were in a very difficult situation where there was a lot of Turf 9 uh, conflict, um, and they went through quite a, a long process of setting up a family charter and uh, rebuilding relationships at that level, and then they uh, moved on to sort out, in parallel, their business arrangements. So they've got ways they can make decisions where and people can have a say, those who want to be part of the business, um, or those who don't necessarily want to be part of the business but are still in the family. So they've, they've, um, they've got a very good system in place now. Two others, Coopers, of course, the brewers, mm. they've been around for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, they've got a rule that you can't work in a company until you're 30 okay. if you're a family member. So you've got to go and, and get then, experience first. Correct. Unix Appliances, um, they have been around since 1905. So what impresses me is that even the current CEO, um, John Jr., has really taken that business to a whole new space with the um, uh, the uh, home delivery, with the internet um, uh, offerings that they provide, um, while still maintaining in parallel the traditional um, bricks-and-mortar um, store mode of sale, of sale. So they've been around for five or six generations, which in itself is just remarkable. So I, I suppose that the, the younger generation will bring a lot of new ideas and new ways of doing things. Well, I guess in an ideal world, that's exactly the case. Um, uh, I mean, young people, the next generation can add real value and mm. case of winnings, that's absolutely the case. Um, but on the flip side, as I said, if, if the business is somehow rather viewed as some sort of work for the doll scheme yeah. for um, uh, young people, then it doesn't always work as, as well for, for those who... Uh, you miss out on getting good employees who are not family members um, sticking around. So how is working in a family business different from working in another business? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, if you're going to contemplate a role in a family business... You've got to be realistic, as I've discussed with you before. It's going to be very rare that a family member is not the the direct the ultimate directive principal within a, within that business. Mm. It's very difficult for family members. Some businesses do. Um, we'll sit back merely as equity holders and let someone um, operate in that space. But generally speaking. Um, it will be a family member. So if you're applying for a role in there, I think you have to be realistic. Um, the second thing is you have to be realistic also about that despite best efforts, there's always going to be two sets of rules within the place and um, and also two ways of communicating and occasionally you're just going to have to put up with the fact that um, there'll be domestic essentially going on in, 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 the, in the CEO's office or um, while... Uh, and. You know, that's just that just happens. It shouldn't, yeah. but that's just the reality of it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very uh, much for your time. Yeah. Um, no, we'll we'll have no a chat. Worries, we'll have a chat with you again another time. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Warwick. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Warwick Ryan there, who's uh, an advisor with Family Business Australia, uh, and a, a lawyer with Hickson Lawyers helping us to uh, see some of the challenges that we have in a family business. And uh, as we've mentioned on the radio show before, there's quite a large proportion of small business in Australia are family businesses. It's time to pop over and have our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. And the sun's streaming in my window here. 
I'm seeing a little bit of sun streaming through as well. Isn't that lovely? So, so we're going to have a look at uh, the innovation side of adding other products or services to our business. Yeah, so we've been talking um, lately about the um, the 10 types of innovation, and one of those uh, topics that we agreed to come back and have another look at was product system innovation, where we can create complementary products, complementary services. It's almost like, you know, do you want fries with that, an upselling kind mm. of system? But what it does is um, it builds an ecosystem, makes things really easy for um, your consumers to get the whole package that they need um, and helps defend you, I guess, against any competitors that you might have. So if we go back to, you know, a, an example that we use quite often um, is Apple. So if you have uh, – Apple have got phones, they've got computers, you know, desktops, they've got laptops, tablets – um, but they've also got all the accessories that go with that. So they've got the cases, the, the glass coverings, the, the earphones, the speakers. But not only that, what they've done is they've built an integrated system where if I have, say, um, a speaker that's connected to a tablet, a laptop and my phone, um, that becomes automatically updated on other devices that I can now bring in. And there's so, um, most of the, the technology or technological companies have got a system where it's almost like a QR code and you, and you, you put your camera on top of that um, when you're connecting a new device and it will automatically connect it to all the other devices. So mm. it's like this one package that makes things so easy uh, that people don't, don't, don't uh, are looking to go anywhere else and, and it almost becomes a system that becomes reliant on the system itself. Uh, and, of course, one of the things you can do with that is uh, is have your prices up too because, you know, you've just said yeah. we can buy all those things from a shop like Apple. We could also go online and buy them by half the price, but while you're in the store, you might as well get the full get package. There. That's right. Yeah. You know, even keyboards, everything, every, it doesn't matter which tech company is doing it. They're all doing kind of the same thing. The mm. other thing that came out, um, the other thing is, where you get this ecosystem of product um, is with phones. So you can go and you can buy or get your personal phone, get your personal data package, etc. You can get, have a business package that, that's, that lines up with what that is. But once upon a time, you could only get calls on a mobile phone. And then all of a sudden it was calls and let's include SMSs in the packages. Everything, you know, the, all these things were add-ons and they were, you know, you could get an extra 50 or you could buy 50 SMSs um, per month or per week or whatever for a set fee. Now everything has been included. And um, one of the telcos is that this week announced that they're going to do unlimited data. And I think we've talked about it before. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. Um, but so you buy this whole integrated package within within the system, builds its own ecosystem, means that you don't have to go anywhere else for any, every, any of your additional products. Now, um, and now you've just used a word again that we need to... Uh remind people what it means and that is the ecosystem yes yeah, so the ecosystem is simply what part of of the system that you're using relies on something else so an ecosystem is if we if we go into the garden for example the ecosystem is that um the bees will sit on the flowers gather up the pollen and drop the pollen somewhere so that we get more trees etc birds will eat seeds um, drop the seed. So it's how the, everything functions within its own environment to assist its own environment. So it's with work, uh, working that, with other businesses then uh, that you wouldn't necessarily directly be work with but or directly produce yourself, but working with other businesses to provide that whole system as you've been talking about. 
Yeah, that's right. So, you know, you don't go in and you don't necessarily buy an Apple case. You might buy uh, a case from a different organisation like a Techno or something else, but they're all within this whole system. They're built specific for that product and they become a value add and add-on for that product. Mm. Um, The the other place that's doing it, if we we bring it down to uh, almost neighbourhood level, um, is hairdressers. So hairdressers, once upon a time you went in, you got your hair cut, blow-dried, walked out. Now you can get your hair cut, blow-dried, coloured, whatever whatever it is that you want to do to your hair, but you can buy your hair products. You can now buy makeup. You can now buy oil products. So it's all these different things that are associated within, um, within that field that now become, again, it's that ecosystem. You're defending against your competitors going somewhere else. You're making it so easy. The yeah. complementary products and services... For your clients, why would they need to go anywhere else to buy this? And as you said, I could go online and buy it at potentially half the price, but while I'm here and I'm being loyal. So it's also this whole loyalty, you know, a loyalty factor that gets built in with this. Um, Supermarkets are the other ones, you know, but it's almost like we're kind of reversing out of the supermarket mentality now. So once upon a time, it was let's bring as many products in as we can to give consumers choice. Um, going to make it, you know, one-stop shopping, whether you want something for your bathroom, your bedroom, uh, or, or the kitchen, or the pantry, the food, whatever. We're going to put it all in the one area. Uh, you come in, how easy is that? Here's the bags. We had that discussion last week. Yep. Here's the bags, you know, to take it away in. How simple is that? Now we're kind of reversing out of that. We're going, well, you know what? Let's support the small baker. Let's support um, the, the fruit and veg. Let's support the the butcher, mm. uh, but what we're also finding is that all these places are happening within a walking distance or within the same shopping centre, for example, so that you might go and support the individual, but they're still part of that bigger system. So now you have a choice. Right. We're giving complementary products and services, but we're also giving a choice of whether you want to buy it all in one store or whether you're going to go, or Separate. whether you're going to go to a market, you know, so... Mm. It, it's a, but the supermarket example is, is a bit funny because it's almost a reversing of that whole process. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time again. We'll uh, have a chat again next week. Look forward to it, Julian. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there helping us to, well, what products could we add or services could we add make a few extra dollars in our business? Time for one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one, the best way to solve recurring work problems. Problems at work tend to be repetitive. No one complains because their boss was angry one time or a colleague failed to pitch in once. The next time you're in a familiar noxious work setting where someone is doing the same thing as usual, try something different. Improvise. Break the routine. For example, if you have an employee who's chronically late in the morning in in the mornings or to meetings and reprimanding him or her in the past hasn't solved the problem next time he or she's late stop the meeting and praise him or her for all that she's doing right everyone will be caught off guard and it may actually resolve the problem once and for all by introducing an unfamiliar dynamic you encourage your counterpart to respond differently in turn so it's an interesting little point there, and we do often have those challenges at work. So this is a great way of thinking about resolving it. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at uh, those uh, challenges that come in a family business, those mistakes particularly made around employment. 
with Warwick Ryan from Family Business Australia. We've also had a chat with Christina about adding those extra products or services. What could we do to add more products or services to our business? In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to visit the tax world again with Tony Vidray from AV Chartered Accountants. We'll chat about innovation with Christina and have some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business The Law Renew at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as George Bernard Shaw once said, Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself.